0: Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here, we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, welcome to today's episode, Narcissism and Sadism in Marriage. So... Fun topic, Uh, but important. You know, this is something that people ask questions about and they maybe have a little bit of a hard time understanding. So we're going to go through it today. So I wanted to feature a review. This is by Lolly Bean. Uh, I say, mind blown. I am blown away by these informative and positive podcasts for growing and maintaining healthy relationships. I've been married for over 30 years and have often felt so much disconnected in my marriage and never understood why. I want everyone I love to listen to Dr. Mike and gain some clarity to improve their relationships. It is a true gift. Really appreciate that. That review means a lot to me. Thank you for for taking the time to do that. Guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, write a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening uh, so we can grow this podcast and grow the message and and help more men, help more marriages, uh, more couples. I know it's not just men listening to this, so uh, helping couples, right? That's the goal, helping marriages. So what is narcissism? So dictionary definition says selfishness involving a sense of entitlement, a lack of, so the definition says says empathy, but we're going to explain why that's not quite right. So a lack of compassion and a need for admiration. So selfish, entitled, um, lack of caring about other people and a need for admiration. That's narcissism. Okay. You're probably thinking of some people right now that match that description. <laughs> So maybe a politician, maybe a professional athlete, people that just kind of get under your skin because they seem so arrogant, right? And don't seem to care much about other people. Another definition, this is more like a a, a psychological or psychoanalytical definition, self-centeredness arising from a failure to distinguish the self from external objects, either in very young babies, which would be normal, or as a feature of mental disorder, or what we're really talking about here is narcissistic traits, which is just, you know, this sense of like, it's all about me is the way I would describe this. It's all about me. The people around me, they're just, you know, here to serve me. They're either going to be an obstacle in the way of what I want, or they are an a uh, vehicle to get me what I want, or they're just irrelevant. So this comes from the book, leadership and self-deception, great book. Um, and really it, to me that's the key of it right is we if we're narcissistic we fail to recognize the people around us as people right as people with their own desires and dreams and fears and um all of that and we see them as an object just in relation to us right very self-centered very um selfish so a narcissistic person they're always trying to prove that they are superior and they're trying to prove that to other people and to themselves okay it's important to them so maybe they are just saying how good they are at things all the time or how much money they're making or how you know they're above other people okay so i used to do this a lot i still do it sometimes <laughs> uh can't admit mistakes okay unless it's sort of like a ploy to seem superior so they might apologize but it's it's mainly to sort of get some social mileage or an advantage right they're going to exaggerate their achievements and talents you know say that it's maybe better than it was <laughs> or they were a little bit uh you know above what they actually were and so for myself right i would often say that you know i could be the best at anything if i if i really tried right that i i inherently if i really tried i could be better than anyone at anything <laughs> you know so i believed that for a long time um and you know that's narcissism right that's you know or I'd say stuff like, well, you know, I could have, I could have beat you, but I didn't really try that hard. Right. At a sport, for example, narcissism, right. I couldn't, I couldn't be seen as below anybody. I had to be seen as above. So a narcissistic person will belittle or look down on other people. Oh yeah. You know, they're, um, you know, I'm more righteous than them. I'm keeping the commandments better. Oh, you know, I'm not doing this or I'm making more money or I have more friends. Or whatever you know, I'm better than these other people in some way. Okay, a narcissistic person will take advantage of others to get what they want. A narcissistic person is frequently envious of others and tries to make others envious of them. So, you know, I would often look at other people and say, "Man, I wish I was more like them or had more money than them." Or if people, for example, made less money than me, I would I would sort of show that I had more money. In certain ways to make them envious of me. Okay, all this is narcissism. And it boils down to this idea that there's just this need to be above. There's this need to be one up, okay, above the people around us. Now, an important key to this, like a narcissistic person, is that it's not a lack of empathy. So, empathy. We're going to define as, and this has come from the coming from the book Brain Talk by David Schnarch. But we're going to define it as the ability to kind of pick up on or intuit the feelings of other people. Okay, so that's empathy. Most of us have it. Very few people don't. Um, a person who doesn't is autistic. Okay, so if you meet someone who is genuinely autistic, they really can't pick up facial cues. They can't pick up body language. They just it's not connecting with them. Uh, if you watch the show The Good Doctor this is going to be a good example. So if the people around you act like Sean, you know, the main character in that show, so go, go and watch it. But he just doesn't get it, doesn't connect, can't pick up on anything. It's kind of funny, you know, the stuff he says and all that because of that. Um, but most people, that's not the case. Most people really can pick up on the feelings of others. And this is the hard thing to see is that it's actually just a lack of compassion. It's a lack of caring about the feelings of others. So, a narcissistic person can see the way he's impacting others or she's impacting others, but they just don't care. Okay. Or they'll just even use that, right. They'll use those feelings to their advantage. Oh, you know, this person's feeling like, like I'm really cool or I'm really great. Okay. Let me feed into that so I can feel even better. Oh, that person's feeling like, you know, they're not as smart as me. Okay. Well, let me, let me even prove that a little bit more to them that I am smarter than them. Okay. So they can still see it, but they're using it to their advantage. So other words for a narcissistic person might be selfish, arrogant, manipulative, okay? An a-hole, a a D-bag, right? A jackass. You know, these are the types of words you'll use to describe a narcissistic person. And it boils down to that. They're selfish. They want to be above the people. They want to outshine everybody around them. They want to seem like they're the best, okay? So That's what narcissism is in a nutshell, wanting to be one above. Okay. And seeing the emotions of others, but actually using them or not caring about them. So you may notice that you have some of these traits, normal, that your spouse has some of these traits, normal. Okay. So sadism, what is sadism? So to me, it's just narcissism to the next level. So if narcissism is just not really caring about hurting, people around you. So you'll say someone who's narcissistic or arrogant or, or manipulative will kind of use people as stepping stones, right? They'll climb the corporate ladder. They don't care how they get there. They don't care how many necks they step on to get there, right? That's more like narcissism. You, you don't really care as long as you get what you want. You don't care how you hurt other people. Sadism is actually enjoying hurting other people. Okay? So the 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 dictionary will define sadism as the tendency to derive pleasure and especially sexual gratification from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on other people. Okay, so you know, a person who is sadistic to a you know lower degree, not like the sexual uh, version of this, (laughs) might just enjoy the failures of other people, right? So you see. Um, for example, like, uh, a basketball player, you don't like, you know, and they go to the, the finals and then they lose and you're happy about that. Okay. That's sadism because someone failed, they're feeling bad and you're happy about it. Okay. So, um, another one might be just enjoying seeing other people squirm or be feel for fearful or anxious. If you kind of tease other people and you like pushing their buttons, you like when they get upset. Okay. That's sadism right? You're enjoying inflicting suffering on somebody else. Okay. So if we use that definition, I hope you're seeing like you do that a lot. The people around you do that a lot. Okay. Your kids probably do that. <laughs> so if you're a button pusher, you know, someone who is that's, that's sadism yeah. or you enjoy scaring other people. You know, you spook people and you like that, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, you if you watch these videos of people getting freaked out and scared, right? That's sadism because you're enjoying inflicting suffering or pain or humiliation on other people. Now, of course, there's degrees of this, right? About how much you would enjoy hurting somebody else. Okay. But just understand like it's there and it's normal and it's part of, part of who we are. Okay. Here's a, here's a big one. So I've talked with a lot of people recently about this, you know, as I'm discovering this more and more, a very common sadistic move is to, when someone does something you don't like to act hurt by that, and then just like give a silent treatment, just cut off communication until that person comes to apologize. Now, why do I call that sadism? Because if you do that, you're waiting for this person to sort of come back and grovel and beg and say how sorry they are. And you're enjoying that right? You like that they're at that lower position. You like that they are apologizing, even though they maybe didn't even do anything wrong, right? You're getting some enjoyment out of that. So, you know, notice if you're doing that, or if someone that you care about does that, you know, that's a sadistic move. So a lot of people, you know, when they think about, oh, narcissism or sadism, narcissism is probably more popular lately. Um, what most people are looking for is, you know, did I marry someone like this? Did I marry a narcissist? You know, what are the traits of a narcissist? Okay. If I, if I married someone like that, I better, you know, do something. I better get out of this marriage or, you know, I better change them. Okay. But what most people fail to do is look at how they themselves are narcissistic, manipulative, and sadistic. (laughs) Okay. You're going to be better served to find this in yourself. And there's a reason for that. The reason is the more you see it in yourself, the more clearly you can see it in others. The more you see it in yourself, the more you can start to change that and adapt that and also know how to address it. If you're seeing that in your spouse or a parent or a sibling or whoever, a colleague at work, a boss, what you got to understand is most people really do have both narcissistic and sadistic traits. In fact, you probably have many of these traits. Gasp, the horror, (laughs) okay? But it's true, all right? You probably do have these traits guys, this is nasty to see. It is not fun. Uh, I've mentioned my wife and I are going to, uh, to couples coaching ourselves. And this is what we're really working hard on. And what has been really uh, difficult for me to see is the, the ways that I do this, the ways that I'm narcissistic, the ways I'm sadistic. It's, it's there a lot and it's very disappointing <laughs> to see. Um, but at the same time, very powerful and very healing for me to, Notice that to recognize it, to see that it's in me. Um, and, uh, to, it's weird, but I, I just feel more, I feel bad because I see those things, but at the same time, I feel more whole. I feel complete. I feel like, you know, that's, that's there. That's part of me. Um, and I want people to let me know when they see that. And I want to, uh, work on that, but also understand like it's there and. Not that it's okay to act that way, but just to understand that it's there has been really, really powerful. So, uh, again, like as you see them more clearly in yourself, you're going to be able to start to change them. And that's going to really quickly improve your marriage. Because if you can come to your spouse and you can say, hey, listen, I have really been narcissistic. I have really been um, trying to be above you in a lot of ways. I've been trying to prove that I'm superior in a lot of ways. I'm so sorry. You know, that probably made you feel less than, and then in fact, I was trying to make you feel less than I want to change that. Please let me know when you see me doing that. Okay. Here's the thing. Your, your spouse already knows you're doing these things. <laughs> it's not a surprise to them, but that you're able to have the insight to come to them and say, Hey, yeah, I have been being narcissistic or even worse. Hey, I have been being sadistic. I did like it when you didn't succeed as much in your business, because, you know, I, Uh, felt bad that you were doing better than me, or, you know, that your parenting strategy didn't work. I actually enjoyed that because, you know, I wanted to show you that I was a better parent. Okay. It takes a lot of internal strength to say that. Um, and then to say, Hey, please catch me and let me know if I am doing that. It sounds awful. This sounds like the worst thing you could do, but in my personal experience and working with people, as you do this, you actually gain a lot of trust and you can really take things to a better level, okay? The other thing, too, is you're going to be able to spot this in other people. If you notice it in yourself, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I see you doing that, too. Hey, colleague, hey, parent, hey, you know, whoever. You can see them doing it, too. And that lets you start to call those behaviors out and not allow those behaviors in your life as much. So let's take a quick narcissism quiz. (laughs) So answer this question for yourself. In what ways are you superior to your wife? Or if your wife listening, in what ways are you superior to your husband? Now you might say, oh, I don't think I'm superior, but I'm going to give you a few categories. Okay. As far as money goes, in what ways do you think you're superior? That you make more, that you manage it better. Okay. That you make better decisions that you don't spend as much. Okay. How about with work? Is your work more meaningful? Is it do you make more money, or does it just is it more uh, charitable or more impactful on the world? You know, is it superior in that way? With in laws, are your is your family better than her family? <laughs> With sex, is your approach more useful or better than hers? In parenting, is the way you parent better than the way your spouse parents? In religion, is your religion better than hers, or do you live your religion better than she does? In athletics, are you more athletic? Uh, Do you have more friends? Are you smarter in school, right? Or just smarter in general? So if you answered yes to some of these, so in what ways do you then try to show your wife either directly or indirectly that you're superior to her? Okay. Maybe it's very directly. It's like, Hey, look, you know, I make more money or maybe it's more indirect. So this is one that that's yeah, this was, this was nasty to see, but I saw that I did this to my wife where, um, you know, even I've done this on the podcast, (laughs) I have for sure done this on the podcast where I have tried to make myself seem so much better than her and kind of get some sympathy, right? Oh, she's been through this. And then, you know, sex is hard and, and woe is me. And look, look what a long suffering husband I am. I have for sure done that right here on this podcast. And i Don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) Okay. I'm not this perfect guy that I like to present myself as. I'm not. Um, and I'm seeing that more and more clearly. And it's hard to see, but at the same time, very good and very powerful. Um, so, uh, you know, that's me. Like I'm indirectly doing that on the podcast, right? I'm saying, look at what I'm doing. Like I'm working on my marriage and my wife isn't, basically, is what I'm saying. I want people to to see that, which is is not true, but that's how I'm presenting it, (laughs) you know. So, uh, another place I've done this is in my own family where I have kind of, you know, made uh, my wife seem like she couldn't do some of the things I wanted to do. And so, you know, she was the bad guy right? Or even in our therapy, our therapist asked us to, to to do something. And I said, I'll do that, but I don't know if my wife will. So that's what kind of sparked me seeing all this actually was how often I do that, how often I kind of throw her under the bus, but it's worse than that. I actually, you know, put her under the bus and like it. I enjoy it. I'll get into that in the, the sadism, but just think, right. How are you You know, if you think you're superior in these areas, money, work, in-law, sex, parenting, religion, athletics, school, uh, just smarts, whatever it is, how are you showing that? How are you trying to prove that directly or indirectly? Okay. In what ways are you trying to get her or other people to recognize that you are superior? Okay. How good does it make you feel when someone says, oh, you're such a great husband. Look what you're putting up with. Or you're such a great wife. Look what you're putting up with. Right. How good does that feel to you? How are you trying to get people to recognize that? Right. So if you answered yes to any of these questions, congratulations, you have narcissistic traits (laughs) and it's okay. All right. It's okay. Most of us do. So a quick sadism quiz. Now, now that you realize you're a narcissist, let's see if you're a sadist as well. You probably are. (laughs) So when you see your wife below you in one of these areas, okay. So in money, if she, uh or so you're taking down a notch. Okay. So in money, you know, if she, uh, if you like take money away from her, or if you, if she makes uh less than you, or she's making more than she has like a bad month or something, you know, or with work, right. If, uh, if something, if her, you know, her work isn't as meaningful or she's making less or with in laws, if her in-laws show that they are not as great as they thought they were, or, you know, with sex, if she is kind of called out that her, the way she's approaching it, isn't that good, or you, um, won't do something that she wants to do sex, sexually, or for, for women, right? If you, if your, your husband wants something sexually and you're saying you don't, you're not going to do that. Okay. Or with parenting, you know, where you see her strategies fail. Okay. or with religion where she's questioning it and it's not getting her what she wanted or with athletics, you know, if you score a goal on her, <laughs> guys, these are all coming from my, a lot of these are coming from my experiences when we were first dating, we were playing basketball and I like stuffed my wife <laughs> when we were, when we were dating. Um, <laughs> this is so bad. Um, or, you know, with school, you know, if you see her get, you know, not as good of grades as you. Okay. So she gets taken down a notch or she's below you. Here's the question. Do you enjoy it? Okay. Do you get some enjoyment out of this? You know, or, you know, for, for women, I think it, sometimes they, women, maybe more than men, it can happen both ways, but you know, where you kind of deny sex, you, you, you know, say you won't do it and you kind of get some enjoyment out of that. You know, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, you wanted that. I'm not giving it to you. And there's a little sense of satisfaction in that. Or in all these other things, right? They, you know, they kind of fail in some way or they get taken down a notch. Do you enjoy it? If you're looking from an outside, what's the expression on your face? Is it compassion, where you're like wanting to suffer with them and you're saying, oh man, I'm so sorry that happened. You know, how can I help you? Or is it like, huh, yeah, well, it's about time, right? It's about time you saw that. Or is there even a smile on your face? This is what I saw that was so nasty for me to see in our, in our therapy session, right? Was that I could see that when I had put her in that situation, my wife, I had said, oh yeah, I'll do this, but I don't know if my wife will, you know, and I had to like, the therapist had to like really help me see this. I didn't want to see it, but eventually I saw like the, the what was on my face was like a little smile, like a little smirk that she was suffering and struggling with it. Not cool to see, but important to see. So when you look at it, right, are there times when your spouse fails or gets taken down a notch or, you know, you deny them something that they want and you're actually enjoying it? Okay, if you answered yes, congratulations, you have sadistic traits. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're a total sadist, but uh you uh, do have a sadistic traits. And so where did you get these from? Most likely, narcissistic and sadistic traits, they were modeled at home by one or both of your parents and you picked that up and you kind of blocked that out. Um and then you started doing it in your own marriage. Right? We tend to do that. We tend to mimic what we see. And if we're not super conscious of it, you know, we're not going to be able to see it. The other thing that I've learned really is as much as we sort of self-reflect on this, other people can actually see it better. So whether that's your spouse or a friend or a coach, right? Or a therapist, you know, they'll be able to see it a lot better. So guys, it is hard to admit this, but it's important and it can start real change and healing. Okay. So now that you realized, yeah, you know, I do have some narcissistic and some sadistic traits. What do I do about it? Okay. So as you start seeing these traits in yourself, you know, just start recognizing them. Okay. I'm doing it again. I'm making it all about me. I'm trying to go one above. Okay. I'm trying to put my wife down. I'm enjoying when she fails. Okay. Recognize it and then ask for help from other people because they really can see it better than you say, Hey, look, I, I notice I'm doing this. Please let me know when you see me doing that. Um, my wife and I like we touch our nose to kind of tell each other that we're seeing that in each other. Um, so the other thing that you want to start doing is you start making it a practice of putting yourself in your wife's shoes more. So at the at the core of it, right? The problem is that we with narcissism, we're just seeing our wife as an object. Um, we don't really care about her feelings. So the solution there is to really try to get into her experience more, right? Try to experience things as she would. Okay, if she's in pain, man, be there with her instead of like enjoying it, right, or not caring about it. Okay, so and then you just practice genuine care and concern for your wife and the people around you guys, it feels a lot better. Okay, this is a a transition I'm making, I'm realizing just how narcissistic, selfish, sadistic I've been. And I'm starting to change that. And it feels really good, you know, to really care about the people around me serve them to try to, you know, instead of not caring or even getting some enjoyment out of their suffering to be there with them in it. Um, okay. So then if now, so you work on it yourself first, that's the key, right? But then if you notice, as you start to notice these in yourself, you may very well start to see them in your, in your spouse and in, you know, coworkers or your boss or your parents, okay. Or family members. So if that happens that you see these, right? You just start calling it out, right? Letting them know that you see these behaviors like, Hey, you know, I don't appreciate that. You, you know, seem to enjoy when I failed at this, they're like, Oh no, I didn't enjoy it. And you're, and you're like, well, you know, that's, that's what I saw. And, um, I don't appreciate that, you know, and they're going to try to maybe deny it all day, but it doesn't matter. Okay. The the point isn't to get them to agree with you. It's for you to see it and let them know that you see it. Okay? So coming back to this idea, because I feel like it's, it's really common, (laughs) a common strategy that people will use. So if someone does act hurt, okay. And then withdraws with that silent treatment, what you're used to doing is going and apologizing to that person, right. And saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, that must hurt your feelings. I just want to make it right. Instead of that, what you want to start doing is saying, Hey, look, you know, you can withdraw as long as you want. Okay. And when you're ready to have a reasonable discussion about this, I, I'm I'm very open to talk with you. So you let them throw their fit, you know, do their thing, whatever, but you don't go and play that same role of apologizing when you really didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, that was, that was that big a deal. Um, just say, Hey, I want a relationship with you, but if you keep doing this, we're, we're not gonna be able to, because, you know, we can't have a reasonable discussion where we disagree or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what you can start doing. So in summary, narcissism, the way we're going to define it is needing to be one up on your wife and the people around you, you know, wanting to prove, yeah, I'm superior. Okay. Along with that is not really caring about their feelings or using those feelings to your advantage. Okay. Making it all about you, but kind of the, the, the best way to conceptualize is, am I trying to make myself above my wife and to put her down because of that? This ties back to the mosquito idea, right? A mosquito really is a narcissist because what they're, they're trying to do these nice things, but it's to be in this one up position, right? To be in this position of, um, you know, being better being, being above Right. So that's narcissism, trying to be one up all the time, making it all about you, selfish, arrogant. Okay. Sadism is actually enjoying the pain of the people around you. Okay. So enjoying their failures, enjoying their anxiety, enjoying their fear, right? Getting some pleasure out of that. It's like payback in a way. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You've, you've put me through so much suffering. Now it's your turn okay? and enjoying that. So watch for these traits in yourself. Beyond yourself, ask for feedback. Other people can probably see it better than you can. And then start calling out these traits in other people, okay? Do it in a way that you say, hey, like I see you doing that. I don't appreciate that, okay? Again, it doesn't matter if they admit that they're doing this or not. The point is that you see them and you you start behaving in a more useful way. All right? All right, guys. Tough one. But hopefully very helpful, you know, look for, look at yourself, see if you're behaving in a narcissistic or sadistic way, start paying attention to it and and changing it. You're going to really love what happens, you know, as you, again, it's very counterintuitive, but as you see this in yourself and you admit it to your spouse, it really goes a long way to improve your relationship. All right. And If you are ready to take your marriage to the next level, come over to MikeFraserMD.com and uh, we'll work together. Love to be your coach. If you're ready to work hard and have fun doing it, I work with individuals and couples to really create uh, better relationships, better marriages, and just a better life. So I'd love to work with you. Uh, So stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.